Locked on NFL Thursday. It's week 18, folks, and we got a lot to talk about. Number one, what is the most feared unit in the NFL heading into week 18 and the playoffs? Offense, defense, this team, that team. We will give our pick. Then we got to talk about all the clinching scenarios. Not only who we think are going to get the wild card spots or the number one seed, but who we want to see get these playoff spots for entertainment reasons. And then, of course, as we always do to cap off the Thursday show, the best games of the week. All of that and more on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll, baby. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Football fans, I don't know how it happened, but we have arrived at week 18 of the NFL season. And with a full season behind us, essentially, what's the most feared unit on offense or defense heading into the playoffs? Me and Alex are going to give you our picks. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Thank you guys for making locked on NFL your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, free NFL content on all platforms all year round. So make sure you stay locked in to the Locked On NFL podcast during the playoffs, the all season, right leading up to next NFL season as well. Before we get into any of the topics, just want to once again say that our thoughts and prayers are with DeMar Hamlin, his family, his friends, the Buffalo Bills, everyone surrounding him. An incredible show of support from folks online around the globe to do what they can to to try to help and, again, show support. We're getting some positive updates. Things change by the minute, so I don't want to dive into anything too specific, but just want to obviously state that our thoughts are still there and our support is still there with DeMar Hamlin. But we we will move now in in a tough transition into the best units in the NFL. And who is the most feared right now? Which offense? Which team's defense? It's a great idea from my co-host, Alex Clancy, and I am one of your local experts, Tyler Rowland. But Alex, this was your idea. It's fantastic. Out of all the groups in the NFL right now, who do you think is the most feared heading into Week 18 and into the playoffs? Tyler, what I do here is I just churn out good content. Okay, I don't know why you're surprised. We're in 2023. This is what... um, So I was thinking about this while I was recording yesterday's podcast unlocked on Cardinals where I was giving ideas about who should be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. If Cliff Kingsbury were to be removed from his post and spoiler alert, I think D'Amico Ryan's is the best choice for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward into 2023 for myriad reasons. And then as I was talking about it, I'm like the 49ers defense is the most feared entity in football mm-hmm. in 2022 slash 2023 in my humblest of opinions. And it's not just because they're mostly healthy this year where they've been ravaged with injuries. 
uh, over the right. last handful of years, but they're just a unified unit. And that starts with D'Amico Ryans, who took over for Robert Sala, who I thought when he left was going to be like, was going to the Jets, like, dude, you ain't got the players you had there in Cisco. All they right. did was, was elevate a guy who pretty much just took the reins from him and who maybe is elevated even more than what Robert Sala did. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, mm -hmm. their, their group of, of, of corners that they added, whether through the draft or free agency, they are so scary. We saw it on the C in the Seattle game. I think it was Monday night football in Seattle. Like yeah. these guys, it's a terror side of the football when all healthy. So I would say them, and I don't think it's really close, at least with the 32 defenses in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think that's completely fair. Obviously, the best defense in the NFL, and you know, as I know, as we get into the playoffs, most of the teams in the playoffs can score points. Which of those teams can score points and play defense? Right. They say defense wins championships, but I feel like in the NFL today, that phrase doesn't mean what it should. It's all about every. It's all about having a great offense and then just having a better defense than the team that you're playing. It's not like these teams that are in the playoffs all have great defenses or something like, no, they all have great offenses and you just need your defense to be better than the other defense that you're going against. So I feel like the defense wins championship isn't as applicable as it has been in the past. But with that being said, I'm going to go to the offensive side of the ball. And I know that people may be thinking of a bunch of different things, but to me, the scariest offense in the NFL right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is on another level. I, I think you could argue Pat Mahomes. I think Joe Burrow may be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. It, it's just incredible how locked in he is. With those weapons, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, they have everything. They have the dynamic, number one, dominant wide receiver. They have the big-bodied playmaker in T. Higgins. They have the slot guy who's smart and savvy and gets open. I mean, that's great. Now they got Hayden Hurst. Back in the mix, Joe Mixon is a good running back, good threat out of the backfield. Samaje Pirine has shown right. that he can be a solid hammer back if they need him. Not only that, but the Bengals' offensive line is massively improved this year. I know the numbers may not completely bear it out, but when you watch on a week-to-week -week basis compared to what their offensive line was last year, I think it's obvious that the Bengals' offensive line is very much improved. They don't just have a passing game down the sidelines now. They can run the ball if they need to. No, they're not going to pummel you and and like the Tennessee Titans or something and, and try to just run it down your throat for 200 yards. But if the Bengals go out there and get 85 yards, 90 yards, 100 yards, somewhere in between 80 and 100, that's going to just be a perfect complement to what they can do in the passing game. So to me right now, and unfortunately the game got stopped due to the DeMar uh, Hamlin situation, but at the beginning of that game, Burrow went straight down the field and cut up the Bills' defense. And I think if that game plays out, Cincinnati wins, and they might win handily. So I think right now, you look at Kansas City, you look at Philly, Jalen Hurts is banged up. You look at Kansas City, they just don't have weapons that I trust on the outside and, and MVS or Kadarius Toney. Yeah, they have Kelsey up front, but the offensive line also hasn't been incredible. And I don't think Kansas City can run the football when they need to. So for me, I love your pick of San Francisco. I think that might be the right answer. But if I'm going to pick somebody else, I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals offense. That would be my my pick there. Yeah, and you know, the only thing that I'll push back on that is they're the deepest offense and they've got the best skill position players in football wearing one uniform, but they don't have Patrick Mahomes. And until Joe Burrow does what Patrick Mahomes has done, I don't 
think you can say that Joe Burrow was there. We could talk about that for six hours and have a right, full right. on, like full on <laughs> debate about that. And I will say this before we go to the next segment, I've said this and I asked you this and I asked people about this on my podcast. I 100% think Tyler Boyd would have been worth a first round pick. If you had him, it's 25 and you drafted Tyler Boyd, you would have seen that as a, as a pick well executed with how good he mm-hmm. is as mm-hmm. the second A or third tier option, depending on who's healthy. Like, yeah, he caught the touchdown pass. The dude mm-hmm. as a as a W wide receiver too, which there's a lot of Denzel Mims is out there. If you could have, if you would have told me that Tyler Boyd was a 25th overall pick five years ago, you'd be like solid pick. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree, and I think you're right. Tyler Boyd is a wide receiver, too, and that's kind of my, in the Bengals offense, he's wide receiver three. So I I think, uh, obviously, Kansas City, Philly was the one I was struggling with, almost went with Philly's offense, but I trust Joe Burrow more than Jalen Hurts. You got to see it first. Yeah. Hey, well, I saw Burrow go to the Super Bowl last year with maybe the worst offensive line ever, so that's a lot of what informs why I feel this way. But we're going to move forward. We got to talk about these clinching scenarios. There are a few playoff spots open in either conference. We're going to go over who can get them and who we want to see in the playoffs. Because at the end of the day, baby, we just want to be entertained and watch good football. So we'll get into that in just a second. Before we do, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They have pro football. They have college football. They have pro and college basketball. They even have esports at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans. Thank you for making Locked on NFL your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked on NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis of the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and uh, Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked on NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tyler, uh, we will get to Tyler's favorite segment of the week favorite games uh, for week 18, Saturday and Sunday on the slate. Um, But first, and you know, we know that the Bengals and Bills are in a situation that is rudimentary as such, just talking football, specifically with seating and everything like that. Who cares? Like, let's do a who cares on that. DeMar Hamlin. We can't know what the NFL is going to do at this time. Right. So so when we talk about this segment, when we talk about this segment, we know that the Bengals and the Bills are already in the playoffs. That's not what we're talking about here. Right. Okay. We know the AFC North, the clinch. We don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Okay. They're both going to make the playoffs. DeMar Hamlin's the bigger story here. We hope he gets better. I don't care that they've played one less game. Let's just, let's talk humanistically about it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Now, on the bottom side, with there's no easy transition into this, but we're just going to do it anyways, that there are teams that are jockeying for position and a playoff spot in and of itself. Tyler Rowland mm-hmm. doing the diligent note-taking that he does before all of his podcasts, which makes one of his, pod- his podcasts one of the best we have on this network. He's going to break down the clinchability, because I'm just going to throw in words, of teams, whether it be jockeying for position, a 5-6-7, 
or actually making the playoffs because they're outside looking in right now. Tyler, the floor is yours. Yeah, so basically to make it as simple as possible, we'll start in the NFC. Right now there are three teams that still have the potential to get the number one seed, Philly, Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco. And there are three teams fighting for the seven seed, the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Packers. So with that in mind, we'll start with the number one seed. I want to go from it from this direction. Alex, who do you think needs the number one seed and the buy and the home field advantage the most? The Eagles, the Cowboys, or the 49ers? Oh, it's the Eagles, and it's not close, in my opinion. Um, I think the 49ers have proven themselves. They've become, after, you know, a flux of of bad years and stuff, and, you know, it was just weird stuff with Jim Harbaugh and 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 and, and their, their coaching decisions. Since mm-hmm. Kyle Shannon's come in, they went 3-13. and 13. Since then, they've become a, a pillar of the NFL w- w- with stability, regardless of who the quarterback mm-hmm. is. So I don't think it's them by any stretch. I think it's Philly. Yeah. And I don't know why. I It's just because we haven't seen – I want to see Jalen Hurts do it. We haven't seen Dak yeah. do it. We have, I, Like, I get that also. Well, I want him I to be try- healthy. That's the big right. thing. No, I want too, Jay Hurts to be healthy and have that bye week to get healthy so that we don't have to deal with any excuses in their first game of the year. So I, I'm with you. Agreed. But I trust 49ers first. I trust Dallas second because they can run the ball with Pollard and Zeke and yeah. play defense. You know right. that can happen regardless mm-hmm. of weather. So who needs it the most is Philly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I agree. Perfectly said. We'll move forward to the seventh spot in the NFC. There's only one spot open in the NFC right now, and it's a fight between the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Packers. And just to go over some scenarios here, excuse me, uh, as most of you could probably tell, I'm not 100% at this time, but we're moving forward. No one is in the NFL right now, including podcasters. But uh, Seattle, for them to clinch the final playoff spot, they need to beat the Rams on Sunday, and they need Green Bay to lose on Sunday night. For the Lions, they need to win, and they need Seattle to lose. For Green Bay, all Green Bay has to do is beat the Lions on Sunday night football. And I got to tell you, Alex, in this one, it's pretty simple. I want to see Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I know that the Lions would be new blood and Dan Campbell, and that's a fun story and all that. Seattle with Geno, they have some good players as well. I love Tariq Woolen in the back end at cornerback for the Seahawks. I mean, they have some really good players, but come on now. Aaron Rodgers going to, what, San Francisco? Aaron Rodgers going to Dallas uh, as one of the wild card games. Rodgers, like Tom Brady, I was hoping that the Bucs would get in because like Tom Brady, like with Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to get to see them play for much longer. I want to see these wily old vets while we have it. I don't want a LeBron scenario where you have one of the best players that you've ever watched and he's just on a trash team that can't even go to the playoffs and you never get to see LeBron on a big playoff stage ever again. Not that Aaron Rodgers is LeBron. Tom Brady it probably could be compared to LeBron pretty mm-hmm. easily. But for me, I want to see these Hall of Fame 
top five, top ten quarterbacks of all time, Brady being the go. I just want to see him in the playoffs as much as possible. It's much more interesting television to me than watching the Lions against Dallas or the Lions against San Francisco or Seattle. I just don't trust those teams and those quarterbacks at this time. So give me a hot Aaron Rodgers riding the wave of momentum with the Packers. I think that would make for excellent, excellent football. So I kind of want to see the Packers. Oh, doesn't that taste like vinegar coming out of your mouth? Like, remember, <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, cats and dogs, lizards and whatever, Aaron Rodgers made this ecosystem what it is. So the right, fact that right. he's an underdog, it's his fault. He did this. Having said that, you and I are both glutton for punishment, and we want to see Aaron Rodgers win the Super Bowl now. It's like, why? Why do we think like this? Why do we think like this? Now, I would rather make the playoffs in San Francisco beat him by 40, Mm -hmm. but I don't, like, here's the thing. That would be more fun than the Lions or the Seahawks, is my only thing. I don't agree. I don't agree. Because the thing is, they're not going to, Aaron Rodgers, like, he's so great in clutch positions, clutch situations. You remember the Jared Cook throw, the third and 30, the Jared Cook yeah. throw for 40 yards, left sideline, toe touch in where they end up winning that game with a Mason Crosby mm-hmm. kick? Like, we've seen it all. He doesn't deserve it with what he's done. You know who does? Dan Campbell. You know who does? Jared Goff. You know who does? Aiden Hutchinson. They've been busting their ass this year, starting like, the, you know, they were eliminated from playoff contention through six weeks. And what they've right. done have become a story where it's like this Lions team can win the NFC North multiple years in a row if this if this system is built to sustain time. And they, their defense obviously has to get better. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark is back, TJ Hawkinson who? They put up so many points. The only problem is Jared Goff can't play outside of a dome. But yeah. having said that, I want more than it. So what happens if Seattle wins – then that game doesn't matter for matter for Detroit. Is that right? Yeah. Basically, well, it does matter for Detroit. If Seattle, if Seattle, okay, yeah, if Seattle wins, then yeah, Detroit is out and they can't get in. So that's kind of a dangerous game from a television perspective. Right, right. But Aaron Rodgers, but but if the Packers win, they're in. So yes, I want no Seattle what. to lose because that's boring. They're not there yet. They're not yeah, there. Yeah, make the game in interesting on Sunday night. I would love to see. Are you kidding me? Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers. For, for right. the whole kit and caboodle to get in the playoffs, put that into my bloodstream. But I, I, I'd <laughs> rather see I'd rather see Detroit get in than Green Bay for that reason because they're an underdog. You root for the Lions now, and yeah. that's the point of my story. Coming up next, Tyler's favorite part. Oh, do, we haven't done AFC yet. Well, just quickly, we'll go through them let's really, really fast because yeah, it's AFC. nowhere near as interesting. Uh, right. The only spots open in the AFC, the AFC South with Jacksonville and Tennessee, they play. Uh, please, God, don't put Josh Dobbs in the playoffs. Give <laughs> us Trevor Lawrence. I think I speak for both of us when I say that. Um, the second spot that's open is going to be one of the wild card spots. It's going to be New England. It's going to be Miami, or it's going to be Pittsburgh. Out of those three teams, who do you want to see? Oh, my God. I mean, I guess Miami, just because we've been so tied to them all year. Yeah. You know, like that's been – it's been the most exhausting, exhilarating, scary. I mean, with with, with, uh, Tua, you know, hopefully he's healthy and, like, he wants to play football again. Like, who knows what happens with that. But, like, 
their offense is fun. They're, it's not going to withstand yeah. the rigors of weather and things like that, but it's fun. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle work, and it's so exciting to watch that. And when their defense catches up, they're going to be good for a long time. They're going to be yeah. good for a long time. So I just want to see what, what they're made of in the playoffs. Well, to me, it's all about if Tua plays. If Tua can play yeah. in the playoffs, I want to see Miami. If not, then give me Pittsburgh. They got playmakers. They got the storied franchise. They got an interesting rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Then give me the Steelers. So if two is healthy, I want Miami. If not, give me Pittsburgh. New England is so milk toast, so boring. I well, just don't want anything to do with New England ever. And one last thing for me before we move on. Um, I don't want to see the Chargers in the sixth seed. Selfishly, I want to right. see the Chargers play the winner of the AFC South because I want to see Justin Herbert deep into the playoffs. You know, I mean, are you kidding me? Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Herbert in the first round? That's popcorn. Yep. That's the future yep. of this Give that's us the future that. of this of the NFL. I'd love to see mm-hmm. it. If Derek can, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't root nope. for Tennessee. I just can't nope. do it. Uh, I, I, I cover the team and I can't root for him. Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans. Uh for all your positive Tennessee Titans news, Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. The same coming up next. The Best games of the week. This is what Tyler just doesn't – he doesn't listen to me for 20 minutes. He's just excited to get to this last segment. We're running a little long today, but I miss my buddy and I like talking. That's next Locked on NFL Thursday, your team every day. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Bilt Bar. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Bilt Locked Bar. Locked on just, NFL. Locked on NFL. When I say Cardinals, we, we <laughs> yeah. just got through the holidays. I know my goal you know, is to eat a little healthier this year. If mm-hmm. you like, you know, eating healthier and you want to get on that path, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got something for you. You gotta try built with built healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. They're so delicious. You, you, you wouldn't even know that they're good for you. Perfect for your new year's resolution. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all, they're all covered in hundred percent real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors. Like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Listen to this: 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is huge for this company. That's right. Mm-hmm. Head to the nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built bars. You can pick up a four-bar uh, four box for, of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Those puffs are ridiculous. Protein-infused marshmallow. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. All right, football fans, we are going to cap off the Week 18 Locked On NFL Thursday episode. We talked about the best units in the NFL or the most feared going into the playoffs. We talked about clinching scenarios, not only who we want to see, but what we think will happen now. We do need to get into, as Alex points out, my favorite segment of the week, and it is the best games of Week 18. And I'm sure you're not going to be surprised to hear this, folks, but a lot of the Teams that we just discussed are the games that we are going to be watching for. Before we get into those, do want to thank you guys for making Locked On NFL your first listen 
every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform. Guys, it's not just during the season, not just during the playoffs. All year round, Monday through Friday, NFL content. You're not going to want to miss out on that. Free and available on all platforms. Again, make sure you stay locked in to the Locked On NFL podcast. But number one is the team I cover. I got to talk about it. It's going to be one of the most entertaining games of the weekend. On Saturday night, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars for the AFC South Crown. This is a win-and-end scenario, and there is no better scenario in pro football than win or go home, period. So, looking at this game, we spoke about it just a second ago, but I think I speak for both of us. We want Jacksonville to win this game. Trevor, I'll tell you, selfishly from the Titans' standpoint, the Titans' roster is terrible. They have the worst offensive line in the league right now. They need a top 10 draft pick desperately to fix this offensive line. So I hope the Titans lose this game, not only for the betterment of the Titans, but as we just spoke about, Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs against Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. I mean, seeing Trevor Lawrence ascend over the last five weeks, he's thrown for like 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. Seeing him blossom with proper coaching, he would have been so much better last year if he didn't have a bum for a coach in Urban Meyer, at least at the NFL level, a great college coach, of course. But uh, to me, this is going to be a fun game to watch. And the reason, yeah, we want Trevor Lawrence to win. We want the Jags to win, all of that. But the reason I picked this game is the Titans aren't going to lay down. They never do. And in division games, you know your opponent so well, it's hard to completely trounce them unless something crazy happens. And the last time, Jacksonville did beat the Titans by quite a bit, but the Titans had four turnovers on offense. If you look at the yards in that game, the Titans were moving the ball up and down the field on Jacksonville's defense with little to no resistance whatsoever. But every time they got down the field, they had a turnover. The Titans' offense probably isn't going to turn over the ball four times again, so that means that this game is going to be close. I think Jacksonville ultimately wins the game, like 27-20, to somewhere in there. But either way, I think it's going to be an incredibly entertaining game to watch, so that's the first game that I'm going with. Well, yeah, and and that's good, Tyler, because, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm just just summing up what you said and and expounding upon it is you want to see young – players be in positions mm-hmm. to be great yes to show the greatness that they have in them and yes. this is a perfect setup for trevor lawrence it's a perfect mm-hmm. set and you know what it's a perfect setup for josh josh dobbs too like what a <laughs> well wild, he's playing with house money yeah yeah but what a wild story that would be you trade away aj yeah. brown ryan Tannehill yeah. goes down he punts on malik willis the defense has been bad and then they got then they get better derrick henry sat they're out. healthy and now he's coming yeah. back they're healthy now like what if? Because you know what? Tennessee probably, with that run game and with that defense, probably should win this game, even though they're probably a couple point underdog. I don't know what the exact number it's is. Seven. So they're seven. seven. Six and a half, seven. Yeah. It's Mike well, Brady. Jacksonville's I, I, at home, so that's three yeah. points. But but yeah, I, I agree with you. I want to watch young quarterbacks, especially, be mm-hmm. great or have a position to be great. All Trevor Lawrence right. has been is great. Aside, and it, it's not his fault the defense let him down against Ohio State, and Justin Fields tore him up the last college game he played. Like I, right. So I agree with you there. Mine, this is it for me. It's the last game on the slate. If Seattle loses, Jared Goff versus Aaron Rodgers, that's it for me. 
I don't yeah. care because Jared Goff is the girl next door. Aaron Rodgers is the trophy wife or the trophy husband, whatever. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is one of the more loathed guys. Jared Goff is one of the more passed off guys. Like he can't cut it. All Jared Goff has done is take that team by the reins and kept that team relevant. That defense hasn't stopped anybody all year. And all he's done is put up points. So that one, and then I know you've got a couple more. I want to give one before you take it away. Um, and I'm going to give you yours. Okay, I'll give you yours. I'm not going to touch it. Go ahead. Okay, I'm not going to touch yours. Okay, because I know what it's going to be. Um, the other one for me, and this is shame on the commanders for starting Carson Wentz. Shame on them for starting yeah, Carson Yeah, that was Wentz despicable for two weeks. Yeah, I he's so see, bad, man. Like, I'm not rooting for anybody, really. I want to watch good football. But right. when the Cowboys are good, they're underdogs this year, too. Okay? They deserved – I talked about this a lot. They deserved the primetime games this year. I want to see Dak go into FedEx or whatever it's called now and get a W against a division opponent when you need a win. Tony Pollard's hobbled. If they can get a win after playing so badly against Tennessee, come in, get a win, and potentially fall back into the one seed in, in the in the in the NFC, like that would be a miraculous turn of events from where we saw Cooper yeah. Rush start them the first handful of weeks with Dak out. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. And honestly, I may not pick the game that you think I'm going to pick. You thought I was going to pick Baltimore Cincinnati, right? Of course, I'm not. I'm not because at the end of the day. I think that'll be a good game, but Cincinnati's so much better than Baltimore right now yeah. that I just, I don't know that that's going to be a good football game. I am going with Patriots at Bills. That's interesting. That was honorable reasons. mention for me. Yeah, yeah, for multiple reasons. Number one, as I stated earlier, please, Buffalo, put New England out of their misery. I don't <laughs> want to see Dirty Mac Jones in the playoffs. They don't deserve it. Get New England out of here, man. They they had too big, too long of a run with Brady. I'm sick of them. Let's see somebody else. But number two, and probably more important, go Buffalo. Go, go Buffalo. Like, just go Buffalo. That, that's all I know. Their players going through that, knowing that when they play this game, there's a good chance that we don't have, like, a, you know, we're getting positive updates, but those players want to know that their guy's going to be okay. And they're going to have to go out there and play with heavy hearts. And after what happened, I just... Not only do I want New England blasted off the face of the earth playoff-wise, but, man, I'm just all in on Buffalo. Uh, they deserved a Super Bowl this year before any of this stuff happened. Dawson Knox's brother died before the year. A guy like Jordan Poyer has had some really scary injuries. There's been some things emotionally that have happened to Buffalo even prior to Hamlin's injury on Monday night that just I don't see how – you can't root for this team. And I have a lasting image in my head of Josh Allen's face while he was crying at the game. And I just, you know, call it an emotional thing or whatever, but every fiber of my being wants to see Buffalo uh, go and win the Super Bowl, win this game. And uh, so for that reason, I'm going to be watching that game closely. And go Bills, man. That That's all I know. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, That is going to do it for today's Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Come back tomorrow for your boy Q and Chris Carter breaking down the rest of the NFL slate. Can't believe we made it to Week 18, but we'll be back with you guys during the playoffs as well. That's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland, and my co-host, Alex Clancy. Everybody stay safe out there.